0: hope 100 family how are you doing this morning how are you feeling what are you thinking about how are you planning to manage your day how are you planning to manage your life every year we make um, resolutions some of us don't verbally say it we just do it every year we try to improve ourselves what's your improvement plan for 2022 doesn't have to be big every little help welcome to another episode of cope 100 with your host Leonie brown today i would like to give you another update on my recovery because i haven't finished recovering yet and i haven't given you an update in about four weeks four to five weeks And I believe, as we are family, I should share my updates with you so you know how I'm going. For those who are joining me for the first time, I will tell you a little snapshot of why I need to give an update, what I'm updating you about. And just to tell you a few things that I have discovered that helped me throughout my recovery. And today I thought just to talk about celebrating and thanksgiving through recovery. When we are recovering, we are recovering from something. And sometimes that thing you are recovering from, it can take a bit more time than you thought. So even though it may be taking a bit longer, we should not give up or feel daunted what i did i celebrated every milestone every step sometimes i take a step forward and ended up three steps backward i did not once give up i rolled with the flow i listened to my body because when our body talks to us if we don't listen the body will act for us so there are times when i said i could not sleep at night I didn't get frustrated about it because the body, after being put to sleep for so long, the body can get a bit confused. What I did, I sleep whenever I could. So that's just a little example of what has been happening to me. So, pardon. For those of you who don't know, I went into hospital in July. I was in intensive care. I was put to sleep intubated lots of things up until today I still don't get the full story but they've got an appointment to meet with some people to find out what really took place and I'm actually glad I'm getting it done now because I believe I'm physically almost there mentally I would say almost there Because there are times when your mental health or your mentality fluctuate. When I finished, I did some counselling and I was zero, doing really, really well. And would you believe, I think two days after I finished my counselling, someone rang me to arrange this appointment. And as a human being, I was like, OMG, what am I going to hear now? Because I said to my counsellor, I'm putting that behind me and just moving on because I don't know what to even grieve about, so I'll wait till I find out. So it's the anticipation of having that meeting to hear what it was really about and whatever else they're gonna tell me. And for about 10 minutes after I had that phone call, I felt my heart going boom-titty-boom. And I'm like, why am I feeling this? When I checked, it was like, it's the unknown. Because I just put those things to rest and saying, I won't take it up until I know what I'm going to deal with. Because there's no need going on a venture, going on a project and not knowing what you're going for. So I left it there. So I did feel a bit shaky emotionally after getting that call. So at least I know, I will hear what really happened and will be able to put it to bed, process it and work with it. So that could be possibly near the end of this recovery season. When I went into hospital, I went in walking, fit as a fiddle. So when I got up, how many days, 18 days later and I was leaving and had to be wheeled out, use crutches to walk need so much help physically deteriorating muscle waste when i looked at my legs and my thighs i didn't know who's they whose they were i remember lifting the sheet up to check who is on the bed because i saw these long legs looking like stick goat legs and i said whose legs are these can you imagine the shock i'm a strapping woman mostly strapping firm woman and to lift up the sheet look at my tiny skinny legs and i said let me check who else is on this bed because those can't be my legs when i look there were only two legs on the bed and that shocked me because i did not know i was even in hospital the last thing i know when they said they were going to do an x-ray that's it and i don't know anything else then When you wake up now looking and seeing a different person, so I felt like, where am I? Where is Leone? Who is this person? And at that time, I surely would have benefited from someone talking to me, explaining what happened, preparing me for the next months. So if any of you ever know anybody who plan to do anything and going to be having a long stay in hospital and having muscle wastage, or if they are in hospital and you get a chance to talk to them do encourage them. Suggest it to them because maybe they don't want to know. Suggest it to them to have a chat about what happened and what to prepare for what they went through because the shock of me not knowing What was lying on the bed? Why? It was really scary. And I kept looking around wondering, where am I? Who are these people just staring at me? And sometimes I'm dozing off. I look up, some people staring, they're passing. Then you see loads of doctors coming around having a chat, saying, you're doing really well. Now, I don't know if I believe them at that time because I didn't feel well. I didn't, feel, I didn't feel ill or anything, no pain at all, but I did not feel this well that they're talking about. And I said, aren't doctors meant to say that anyway to everyone? You're doing really well, you're doing really well. And some of them, they look on their eyes like they're looking at a ghost. And it was long after I keep finding out all the things that some people said they heard that happened to me in hospital, and I thought, no wonder they were looking at me like that. So the first thing that shocked me when I woke up was, who is this? Why can't I walk? Why can't I hold a mug? Why can't I take my phone to ring my family? I had to ask a lovely nurse, put my PIN number in for me, dial the number and hold the phone. I could not hold the phone. So in that short time, I wasted away. So she made the call for me, she put it on video and they had a chat with me. I don't even know her name because at that time, even if she told me, I probably wouldn't remember. And everyone is dressed up in in all these suits, so you, you can't even see a badge, you know, and all that thing. And I probably wouldn't remember, but she was such a lovely person. And I think the night after I woke up, a lovely nurse came on the night shift. And she took my ted stockings off and she cleaned me up. She cleaned behind my ear. She wiped me down nicely. Put the stockings back on and tucked me in. And it felt so good. Because having haven't had a shower for so long. All this wipey, wipey, dry wipe. It's not easy. But coming out now. So, oh no, I won't get to the coming out. So waking up there and then they sent me to another ward. When I went to the ward, I thought I needed to go to the loo. I could not walk. So all that feeling of you can't walk. You want to do some activities of daily living that you used to do, and thought you could do, and you couldn't. So they got the physio to move me about, and help strengthen me, to do some stairs, to sit and stand, and I got this, and I did well, I got some mobility in myself. Then I went to the toilet on my own for the first time, and saw all these things strapped up. What is this? Oh my goodness! And then I said, damn, when I looked at the all the things, tapes on my body, I realized I must have been in such a bad way. But still I didn't get the understanding of why I needed all of those things. But it was good to know I could get to the toilet on my own. I could even wash my face on my own. Then one of the times I tried to wash myself, my arms could not lift up above my head to even take my clothes off. Or when they healthcare assistant gave me that wet towel to wipe my armpit I could not do it my arms could not go around there they went up and they flopped down so knowing this strong person you are a very athletic person to know you can't do some things it took a toll on me however I don't think I had the strength to even feel bad (laughs) I'm telling you I was so weak I didn't feel sad I felt there was a sense of happiness to know that i'm alive whatever happened i am alive so throughout this stay there i didn't feel daunted or anything because i realized whatever happened i must be get better for them to step me down to the ward then when the doctors passed the next morning they looked at me and said you have done so well and the head doctor said we threw everything i do i'm like thank you i didn't even ask what they threw and then he came back and he said i feel like we're keeping you hostage against your will because there's nothing medical we need to keep you for all you're waiting for the physio so that is good as well so all those little steps i do remember them vividly and i remembered wanting to get out <clears throat> but no one prepared me for what i was gonna face when i got out in my head i had all these plans when i got out I'm going to tell my husband to drive me down to Brixton and buy this lobster seafood dish that I really like that hasn't happened yet darling I still haven't done it and I, I had a plan of what I'm gonna wear and I'm gonna to go to Mark and Spencer's and buy a lovely lovely gift baskets for the teams the, the, the ward and the ICU to say thanks and two cards that still hasn't happened yet So the things in my head, they weren't adding up to the reality because I didn't know what to expect. So I experience it now, now I know what to expect and how people feel who are in such positions. So coming out now, getting up, getting in the house, I couldn't make the stairs properly. It took me forever, one little step at a time, rest. It took so long. So even throughout those times when i couldn't do the things i could have done before i still kept my composure i still remained optimistic i still was grateful i was giving thanks to god thank you for saving me because i must have been really really bad thank you thank you thank you so i continuously gave thanks and was showing gratitude for every little step And one day, when the second physiotherapist came, when the first one was on leave, she said, Did you used to work out before you went into hospital? And I said, yes. But after she left, I realized it was a no. But I don't know. I think I didn't understand what she meant. I think I thought she meant if I used to work. But it's after she left, I realized she meant if I used to work out. So I didn't process the question properly. But she was saying, I'm so fit. And getting my muscles back and everything so fast, maybe I was quite an athletic person, but I think the muscles have their own memory. And I was athletic growing up on the track and field team, going to stadiums, breaking records and stuff like that. So I think that is still in me somewhere. (laughs) So, and she said to me, let's go outside and when i went outside it was one of the most beautiful feeling because i haven't seen outside properly for all those times in hospital and the next time i saw outside was when i came home and i was just in the house when i opened the front door i stood there with my crutches slightly shaking and i took a long deep breath in and looked at the trees oh it was a sight and a feeling and i looked on there as i said thank you thanking you for taking me out because the other physiotherapist i don't know she was junior so she was being cautious with me but this one she i tell you it's good about you see culture is very good especially people who are in rehab and things like that it's good for people to recognize other people's culture this other lady was a jamaican lady who understood my culture i know that we are strong we may look weak physically but we are strong and we will try to the end and all of that and she said let's go outside and then she said to me you don't have to use that stick to go up the stairs." because she saw what i could do but the other person was from a different culture totally possibly just use a blanket method for all her patients. possibly i am not judging but it's good when you have people who can individualize your care this person understood me and just said you don't need to do this you don't need to do that and I said well the physio said I shouldn't she said you don't need all to do that so and so and so so that is quite good that somebody understood because I think if there was say a Chinese physiotherapist working with a Chinese patient they possibly would understand them even more (coughs) Yes so it's good. So that helped me and gave me the confidence to even push more and let, let me realize that it's okay to try this. You're not going to fall over. So one day I took myself down to the park to walk and thinking yeah because I'm feeling good. Oh my word. It took me weeks to recover from that walk. So while I was doing the walking it felt okay but after that. I was paying up even my eyelashes from head to toe. But throughout everything, I give thanks. When I did my first shower on my own at home, I had to give thanks. It took forever. I was tired. When I got to wash my hair, all these things I was thankful for. Even though I could not walk properly, I could not do anything properly, I could not cook, I could not make the bed. I could not lift the pillow properly. The duvet was too heavy for me, but I still gave thanks for whatever I have. So I am a thanksgiving person. No matter what I'm going through, I give thanks. Because there's nothing in this world that the God I serve would put me through without knowing I can go through it. No mistakes. Whatever I go through is a part of my journey. So throughout my journey, I give thanks. When I couldn't talk, I still give thanks. And I said, God, I know I will speak again. And can you hear me now? If you go back to my podcast in September, you can hear my voice. It was totally different. It wasn't the same. And I give thanks throughout that time. So give thanks throughout your grief, no matter what. No, only think about, oh, poorly to me, this is happening to me. Think about, it's okay. You don't know what tomorrow brings. With life, life is change. Ever changing it's like a cycle. You could be down this minute, up the next minute, up this minute, down the next minute. So give thanks and thanks and think positive because the positive energy can help with your healing. It has worked for me. And everybody that speaks to me, they can see how hard I try. You can see me with a smile sometimes my heart should be crying if i'm in pain but i'm smiling i'm giving thanks because at least i can feel the pain there are people who can't feel anything they're numb they have nerve problems nerve pain here neuropathy or some of them aren't even alive to feel anything so give thanks throughout your pain and give thanksgiving throughout your recovery you'll get there what will be will be i'm going to leave you this morning just to say, Thanksgiving can help with the recovery. I have proven it. Positivity trumps every time. Have a lovely morning, have a lovely day, have a lovely week, and I speak to you next week. Bye-bye. <music>